Okay, warriors, you are listening to Unqualified Therapists. Remember, stay wild and weird. Hey, warriors, this is Amy. And I'm Sarah. We are the hosts of The Unqualified Therapist. We are not here to give you advice. We are here to tell you our stories, share your stories, and bring on the professionals from time to time. Mental health is complicated, and we know that from our personal experience. We believe in professional therapy. Both Sarah and I use that on our own healing journeys. But we also know it isn't one size fits all. The stigma surrounding mental illness can make us feel alone. We are not alone. You are not alone. And you're listening to The Unqualified Therapist Sync. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of The Unqualified Therapist. It is the week of Christmas. <laughs> yes, that's plural. There's two of us. Biatch. Sometimes it's, it's hard to get the double S, like the <laughs> unqualified therapist. It is. It's hard. <laughs> it takes a conscious effort on my part, for sure. It's And even when you do it, you don't hear it, really, unless you're, like, very enunciated i guess with your... <laughs> anyways yes oh my christmas holidays whatever it is that you celebrate this morning avery decided or last night he was like oh hanukkah he's like let's celebrate that we can start the presents now i was like you don't even understand hanukkah <laughs> i was like we can celebrate anything you want but not just for the gifts. Haven't watched the Friends episode with the holiday armadillo who comes to talk about Hanukkah and explain <laughs> it. <laughs> I am not well versed in my friends. Oh my gosh, it's, you have it's to watch shameful. That one. I know. I really, I should really just go back and watch them. I think I watched like the first couple seasons and that was it. But I need a new like show of that caliber, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, like a comedy, light-hearted thing. Yeah, I finished yeah. Gilmore Girls all the way through, even the year in the no life. No way! Yes, so I've I've gone through that comfort show, so I need a new one, too. Wow. Um, would you like to know what we decided to start watching? What? I'm um, going to get the name wrong. Is it The Patient, maybe? With, oh, um, that is not comforting. No. <laughs> no, not oh, at all. It's rough. I'm just Did gonna, you watch it? I watched it. Yes, it's rough. Randy oh god watch it together i guess it doesn't get better um it's no i mean like it's good it's a good show it's just hard to watch like it's 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 oh. the one if you're wondering it's the one where michael scott not michael scott but what is his name <laughs> i can't I think of it steve carell gets chained to the bed as the therapist and the serial killer his patient wants him to make him better yeah i thought it was really good and i i enjoyed it question mark is that what you call something like that i don't know <laughs> you call it enjoyable it was good <laughs> if you're the tie-in here from my wackadoo brain was jewish traditions and the flashbacks <laughs> are those yeah uh, yeah that's how my brain goes so okay mm -hmm. yeah. that's where we jumped i was like how did we get to co from comforting shows to the patient it's <laughs> like not in that realm at all Send us your recommendations because I need a new comfort show. I've watched The Office through a bunch of times. I've watched Schitt's Creek through a bunch of times. Frasier, I know you'll make fun of me. Friends, I've seen so many times. It's, I just, and Gilmore Girls. So now I need a new comfort show. Bring it. Yeah. So we took last week off. Did you miss us? <laughs> I wouldn't say we took it off. We took it off from recording oh an episode. No, no, no. But no, yes. I should not say that at all. Yeah. We most certainly did not take it off, off, because we had our very first Wine With Us event, and it was it was the best. I just loved it so much. It was pretty incredible. Oh, but it was such a good time. We got to release. We got to laugh. We got to have a glass of wine with each other. 
and you know share some of our roadblocks um gloria ward from i'm loving me project flew in from atlanta and she spoke with everybody and was such an inspiration asked some really hard questions like she always brings it where you're like oh that's uncomfortable i don't want to answer that but you have to man you have to to dig in because you know cause of death small talk we aren't going to do that. Not around me. We're not. Yeah. So our Patreons are going to get to see this. So a friend of mine got this for me for Christmas. This is her, her little small gift. It's a sticker and it says less small talk, more real talk. And it has a cat on it. And I just thought this was like so cute and cool. And I'm going to put it. I need a new phone case. So I got to get a new one first. And then I'm going to put it on the back. But Luann, if you're listening, thank you so much. I love it. And it's so cute. And just for our Patreons, I'm going to show you what Sarah got me. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> and it's a tombstone that says cause of death, small talk, and there's nothing been said truer about me. <laughs> that is not where we lived in our event at Wine With Us. We dug into the deep, um, but we also kept it light because we were able to laugh with each other about some things. We did a really fun activity. Activity sounds like we're in elementary school. As soon as I said it, it. I, I really was like regretting my words. I was like, I promise it's not like we're at a conference. It <laughs> or just like sounded, in third grade, Mrs. Baumgart. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded really, yeah, very much like that. But it was not. Um, hopefully, others found it to be, you know, I thought it was a really cool activity to watch everybody's thing that they're letting go dissolve in the water. Mm. We used um, dissolvable paper which I have to give the shout out to The Caring Place. That's where I got the idea. So when I spent my time there, that was one of the things that we did. And I just loved it because, yes, it's this good feeling. It's a release. It, visualization, like I've said on here before, is like a huge thing for me. And so it really works to do things like that. We both know that it's not going to permanently fix anything, but man, does it help at least for a little bit. And we just have to keep releasing over and over again. So I'm glad we got to do that with that group of women. Um, men are welcome too. It just we just attract the ladies. <laughs> I do. I do want to purposefully do an all gender event soon. I think it's so important for all genders to have this opportunity. So if you're interested, let us know. We want you to be there as well. We want you. That like what? old voting poster. <laughs> oh my gosh, Uncle, Uncle Sam. <laughs> Uncle Sam, yes. Oh, oh my god, close to what I was gonna say. I don't know why, but I was like, Uncle Andrew. <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. I don't think it's anybody. Did you just make it up? I think so. I don't know. Oh, Sarah, I love it. <laughs> One of the things we talked about is like the idea of letting go and not ever being done letting go. I think sometimes we can, um, we as in, I want to hope there's other people out there, but I'm really just speaking for myself when I say, sometimes I think that I have come so far and I am humbled by things that occur in my life, right? So even as we were doing the event, I was like, <laughs> I've let go of everything. I'm amazing. I didn't really think that amazing part, but I did think like, I can't even think what I would write on this paper. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> today um you know and this is very sad this is not something to laugh about but um actually sarah and i just wrote an article about how we are a little misunderstood by those who don't know us well that we laugh about things that could that are always sad to other people you know but that's just how we handle they're sad to us too they're super sad to us find just the humorous spots in them and it feels like if you don't laugh you're gonna burst yeah like you're either going to laugh or cry and you can't cry all the time. Right. <laughs> so my grandfather is uh, not well and will probably pass soon. And I was very close with him and my grandma, as were my kids, um, up until about maybe a year and a half ago. Yeah. And at that point, um, there was a falling out with my family. My I shouldn't, not my immediate family, but my extended family and... There's no need to go into that, but it was really awful, the things that were said and done, and I just decided that was enough, and no longer would I participate in that um, situation. And so, knowing that, and knowing that I was not, actually not allowed to see my grandfather anymore, 
um, because of some other things that my family put in place, but that I would be really sad when this day came. And I am very sad. I'm happy for him because the long conversations I had with him, all he wanted to do was pass and be with my grandma. Um, but I am more than sad. What I learned today is that I'm fucking angry and I have not let that go. And I'm not quite sure exactly how I'm going to do it or when that's going to happen, but I may have set it down. Mm-hmm. And then today I picked it back up mm-hmm. and I can't wait until I know that I've set it down for good. Today was a lot of tears. I would say like 40% sadness, 60% rage. And just for the horrific things that they have done to me and my immediate family, I just, it's just karma, right? So let's hope for it. All that being said is that I thought this whole thing I had completely let go of. I thought that I had healed. I had been in therapy for it. I had cut ties. I had made my peace. Him and I had a conversation where he said goodbye to me, knowing that we wouldn't be able to see each other again. And I thought it was over. And then today it just like boiled up. But I will say this is that it was like encapsulated in 30 minutes. And then I was able to kind of move on. I texted Sarah, Mike and Jesse, and I called my mom, my dad, my sister. And reaching out to those people helped me, I think, they, the three of nobody needed to say anything to me. I just needed you all to know how fucking angry I was. Right. You know, like how upset I was because there's just something about somebody else knowing. Yeah, absolutely. Like I never thought any of you could fix it. It was just that right. I was like, I just need my people to know <laughs> how how awful this is right now. And all three were so gracious and so wonderful back and um that definitely helped. And so I guess I just want to tell you that because it's the holidays and that's wrapped up in a lot of family and it's wrapped up in a lot of grief over people who have passed and it's wrapped up in a lot of hurt. And you you might have thought that you set this down. You might have thought that like, oh my God, that was 10 years ago. I'm over it. Well, I don't even know. That's an arbitrary number I just came up with, but you might have thought that it's over and then all of a sudden like Christmas morning some song comes on and it triggers you and you're just like angry sad mad whatever you are and you just want to kick yourself because you're like I thought I was over this and it's okay because that is the way we have found that it kind of rolls and hopefully you can like at least encapsulate it into a moment and then release it again release over and over again And I don't know that we ever, with the big things, if we can ever set them down permanently. I hope that we can. I hope that there's a way to do that. But I don't know for sure if there is. And this is going to seem really random. Never. Um, (laughs) Always for me, right? But I was, and you know, this depends on what you believe in terms of what happens after we leave this world and whether or not you can communicate with people on the other side. Um, I happen to believe that you can. And so I was watching, this <laughs> so bizarro, I was watching this like celebrity haunted show. And so Scott Bayo was on. And if you're like real old, then you know who Scott Bayo is. He was on Happy Days. Um, he was chachi. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> he was on talking about how when his father passed in 2007 they had had a, like a really rough relationship he was Sicilian he was just a real tough guy and in the last couple of years of his life he and his dad just did not get along and so there was a lot he said he was really tough physically emotionally and it was just a, t- a hard relationship especially towards the end and that he had passed and that he had a couple things that sort of signaled to him that he was around and that he was with him and his new baby and one day he was out for a walk with his dogs and he said he felt this breeze that was like a wind that was like a gust of wind that almost knocked him over off of his feet and in that wind he heard his father's voice say I'm sorry and he said I heard it I heard what he said I knew who it was but I said what? And he said again, I'm sorry. 
And so I think that even, (laughs) maybe even when we can see things clearly on the other side, that we still can't fully set these things down. I think that it is an ongoing process, but there is a clarity to things eventually at some point in our lives or afterlife. And, you know, I'm just, I'm, I think it's an ongoing journey like we talked about in our event. I don't think that was random at all. In fact, it's so funny that you brought that up because <laughs> in my brain today, not anything I told anyone else, I just was like, it's fine. I'll just talk to him later because I talked to everyone that dies Yeah. <laughs> once I see my medium and yeah. um, then when they're on the other side they're, they know so much more and it's just mm-hmm. such a more healing way to like and I was like and I'll just talk to you without all of them around it'll be fine right. <laughs> and that's what I was thinking and then I was like that is really morbid Amy <laughs> like, what's it's wrong with not. you I, see I don't think it is at all you're in good company with me. I mean, other people yeah. listening might be like, what the hell, you guys? <laughs> but no, I agree with you. I think, you know, because we've talked about it with each other, that the clarity that we think happens once you pass is important. And we have been blessed enough to have conversations through mediums or through other means. <laughs> um <laughs> go listen to psilocybin (laughs) take a trip with us episode (laughs) to speak with people on the other side and it is a it's an entirely different view and I, I believe wholeheartedly in it and I've said this before and I'll say it again I never knew the true depth of my mother's love for me until after she was already gone because of the communication barriers that Mm -hmm. happened with generations and whenever that barrier was lifted once she passed and it was a completely different situation and I feel so I mean I feel obviously regret because I didn't know that fully when she was here and I felt (laughs) like she didn't love me as much as she did which is like a sad thing while she was here but I hope you know I know now that she knows that I do know that and so yeah I, I totally think talking to people on the other side is easier sometimes <laughs> it's it's a lot easier it's a lot easier because they see things with so much more clarity if you've stuck with us through all of this <laughs> of course you have why else would you be here <laughs> we're not gonna lighten it up is what i'm gonna tell you exactly <laughs> <laughs> basically but, just hold on to those christmas tree lights hold on tight <laughs> Wrap them around yourself. Wear them all year long. Get a battery pack. Plug that shit in. At least until summer. (laughs) Exactly. Until the sun comes back out. Good God. We live here in Pittsburgh where it, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and it is just gloomy and dreary all the time. But this episode is going to be coming out right before Christmas. Holy cow, has this been a wild and rough week, and I feel like it's safe for me to talk. My kids aren't here right now. Are you safe to talk about our Santa debacle? Oh, I have my headphones in, so they won't hear you, but I mean, the whole house is a little questioning. We find it sus, the whole thing. <laughs> Santa is sus now? It's like, Santa mm-hmm, is sus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I had my way, I never, ever would have taken this whole charade the way it goes, but... <laughs> Whatever. You know, it's like you don't want them to ruin it for somebody at school is really what it is. Yeah, exactly. You don't want to ruin some other kid's magic. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever talked about it on this show before. Amy knows this, but I never believed in Santa, which is like the saddest thing I feel like for parents. Like for me, it wasn't because I just like knew what was up. And so I was just like, whatever. I don't know. I just looked at the tags. I was like, that is clearly my mother's handwriting. (laughs) Even though she wrote in like all capitals to try to like disguise it. And my dad used to do this thing every Christmas morning. He would like, we had bells on our front door and he would like shut the door hard so that the bells would go off. And then he'd go, ho, ho, ho. And then he'd be like, oh, Santa just left. And I was like, it is my father. Like, it's you. I know it's you. But I never said anything to them. I was just like, oh, that's cool. And I played along. But my kids, no. They have the magic of Santa like in them. That blows my mind. It's great. And it was wonderful until, you know, they started asking for things that cost like an astronomical amount of money. And they were like, what's the big deal? Santa's just going to bring it from his workshop. And like, how do you explain that to a kid? Like, actually. I know. 
So there was like that whole debacle and then they find Elf on the Shelf sus now. So they're like, I think you and dad move it every day. And I was like, if that's what you think, I was like, you can think what you want. I was like, but I would believe in magic if I were you. I don't know why I'm keeping it going instead of just being like, yep, I didn't us. even <laughs> know you still did that with them. Yes, because they asked for it. They're like, we have to put, is Lisa, because they named her Lisa Sprinklebottom years and years ago when we got her. And yeah. Yeah. They've, mm hmm. Mm hmm. Oh my God. I just said you're too old for it. So here we are moving this damn elf on the shelf every night. Um, oh. Thank God for Randy because he remembers more than I do. And it used to be like creative things. Like the first year we have it, like all these, you know, Pinterest moms putting all these cute little things out. And now it's like we move them from one stocking to the next. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this is it. Maybe this is the last year. I'm going to hope for yeah. you. I'm just telling you, you have to just like not fix the mistake that happened. Tell them about the mistake. Just don't fix it. Let it go and see if it gets told. Oh, gosh. Okay, so every year the, the kids get two gifts from Santa to try to, because I'm trying to, like, manage this crisis of the asking for humongous things. So they get two gifts from Santa. Everything else is from us. Well, I was wrapping presents with Vian and we because we were wrapping all of Willow's presents together. And Randy comes in and hands me a gift, the gift from Santa to Willow, hands it to me right in front of Vian. And I was like, um, thanks. And he's like, this is for Willow. And I was like, I know. He's like, well, here, it's for you. It's to wrap it. And he's like oh shoving gosh. it. I'm like, yes, I know. And I'm like looking at him, like giving him the look, like, why don't you know when I'm trying to communicate with you just right, through my eyeballs? Right. And he's just not getting it at all. And he's like, all right. And just leaves, <laughs> puts it down and leaves. Oh and he's gosh. like, oh, she's really wanted, you know, she really wanted that. That was on our list. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> Her Santa list, because it's Her from Santa. Santa. It's from Santa. God damn it. So here we are. I, I'm like fighting with myself. Do I go buy something else from Santa or do I put a tag on it from Santa and V knows? And then that's kind of where we are at that point. I don't know what to do. That's a big dilemma. I mean, I would say put a tag and let it happen. Ugh. But I needed to end sooner than later. And he's only in first grade. And here is why. Because dumbass Amy made it so that Santa every year buys a $220 animatronic. I can't keep this up. Oh my God. For many reasons. Okay. I totally forgot to call. I was going to call you the other night. I was watching this show on, I think it's on Hulu. It's either on Hulu or Netflix. And it's like the great Christmas light fight or something like that. And so it's these families that like across the country put up these Oh, I mean, I know the show. I love this show. I love this show. I love this show. I know this show. I know it. When I used to watch watch regular TV, it was on. Yes. 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 So they put all these out of control displays, like insane. And this one family, and I was like, oh my God, that's Avery in 20 years. This one family had this like. Don't make him out be a creeper, please. It's like 27 year old kid who since he was like six has asked for his for Christmas and for his birthday for inflatables like the big inflatable decorations that go in your front yard and so their their whole yard and like property is just covered there's I think he said 72 different groupings and there's 20 things in each grouping Oh my god! Blow up, and these things are humongous. So you got to go watch it. That is Avery in twenty years. If you keep, if Santa keeps buying him, well, <laughs> Anim- so but the, it's going to be the, an animatronics display the blow for Halloween. Ups can at least be like put in a box and like deflated. Up, deflated. These things they live downstairs, and the reason the reason that Scott came upstairs my husband's ashes is because Avery was like he can't be down here with you know the dead animatronic people that's weird right and i'm like oh my god so like basically they're put together because we don't want to re-put them together so you will like scare the shit out of yourself if you move anything in my basement because they're just right there all the time because you have like the freaking uh what is it like the death guy with like you know the cloak and the scythe and whatever scream the scream scream yes oh Gosh, no. But this is the one, the one that scares me right now is the one in the cage and he rocks back and forth and he's like, he's like a ghoul. No. And then the newest one, you'll see, everyone will see. I'll post a picture. <laughs> Thanks, Santa. It's hit, It's hiding right now over at Mike's sister's house. We really went off on a tangent, but the whole we point did. is Santa needs to go away. <laughs> 
Amy That's and I it. are here to ruin the magic of Christmas for all children. <laughs> Here's how you get more magic. Put up more twinkle lights. <laughs> twinkle because. lights make us happy. Yes. <sighs> and it will cure your seasonal affective disorder. Ooh, look at that transition. Segway. Segway, segway. Uh, can we talk about how weird it is that that's sad? Like, I knew that, that long yeah. time. It's just a strange thing, right? So, yeah. I mean, I wonder which one, which one came first, the sad or the seasonal affective disorder? Like, did they decide that because it says sad or oh, anyways? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Or they like, how can we call this something based off of the initials SAT? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That might have been first. Who knows? So there's some science behind it. And that is what I'm here to talk to you about today. Because I love the science. Hit me with it. I love it. (laughs) Okay. So this is seasonal affective disorder. And this is in the fall and winter months. And it's because primarily because there's less sunlight. So here's the theory is that the lack of sunlight will stop your hypothalamus from working properly, which then produces more melatonin, which then makes you more sleepy. Dude, that makes so much sense. Also, we know that sunlight affects your serotonin. Mm-hmm. So the le- the less, you know, vitamin D you have, the the less serotonin you have right so putting those two things together patreon just saw my like science hands um really causes a mix of you know just a lot of sadness and exhaustion so for it to to, you know be technically seasonal affective disorder i guess if someone and i suppose we should have asked dr katie about this but according to mayo clinic and clevelandclinic.org They said that to have the diagnosis, it would need to be nearly every day. Hmm. And what's interesting is, is that it's a lot of different emotions. It's sad, angry, irritable, lack of interest in activities, difficulty, concentrating, anxiety, exhaustion, lack of energy, and suicidal ideation. So So it's depression, but just only during the winter months. Exactly. The, The same symptoms, right? Yeah. So you get tired... So you sleep more. And then apparently there's this like idea that you crave carbs as well to comfort yourself. And so then you gain weight. So then you get more sad and more irritable and more angry and then more tired. And then just kind of like cycles through. What a fun cycle. (laughs) Isn't that great? When I lived in Colorado, I never experienced this. It was like my depression was there. Oh my gosh, yeah, like pretty, I think, I'll never forget when I got hired, the HR lady, when I was still living in Athens, she said to me, she was like, you do know we have like 350 days of sunlight a year, this is going to be great, and I remember looking it up, and I'm like, wait, that means there's only 50, I don't know the exact number, but it was like less than 20 days of like no sun, so even if it's freezing cold, which it really isn't very often, because by the time the afternoon sun comes out, it's warm, there's always sun, it's just, and the sky is just a different color blue, it's just, it's absolutely beautiful, yay Pittsburgh, so... Only 5%, according to this website, of adults get sad or have the diagnosis of seasonal affective disorder. And then 10 to 20%, they say, get the mild winter blues. I think it's probably higher than that. That seems pretty low. Uh, You know, what I did do for a while upon first moving back to Pittsburgh, because it was a shock to my system, really, really bad. I remember uh, Scott bought me um, a light box. Mm-hmm. And so I would sit there and I would just like <laughs> this light box <laughs> on me. And uh, they still have, they have them. They're better now, but on Amazon, like 20 bucks, 25 bucks. If, if you want to give that a try. One of the things I did when it was really, really bad, I haven't done this in a while, but probably a couple years ago was the last time, but I would go to the tanning bed, even if it was like for four minutes or something like that. I just needed that warmth. We should invent something like that doesn't give you the cancer rays, but that gives you the the light that's like that and the warmth for the full body. Cause I agree with you. The tanning, I used to like, like pass out asleep in the tanning bed. No, because even before I knew it was bad for me, I would lay there and like 
my anxiety would take over and I'd be like, now the cancer is on my left arm and it's moving over. And then I would like imagine and then I would be like, no, or I would be like, this whole thing is going to shut on me and then I'm going to be stuck in here and burn. (laughs) Yeah. Anxiety. Girl, I know. There's other causes. One is that our biological clock changed. So we have this internal clock that shifts because of the daylight and we can't adjust. It's just, it's so confusing. Like we just said, it's all, when we first started talking, we were like, it's midnight, but it was like 640 or something. Yeah. It just feels so much later than what it is. And so it's really hard to adjust to the way that we would normally live our life. I mean, at eight o'clock in the summer, I have so much energy and I'm like, let's go. Like, what are Mm -hmm. we doing now? Oh, we're taking a walk. Oh, we're going to go get ice cream. Like, what are we doing? With the idea that I'm going to be up for another like four hours because it just Mm -hmm. feels that way. This is just from a different source. That was the only thing that was really different because the other things they're saying is the chemical imbalance with the serotonin, which I talked about, and the vitamin D deficiency, those two things that are causing your... So if you already have depression, this is just one other way that you're going to be susceptible to something even more so and then also some people just have negative thoughts about winter and therefore your negative thoughts become truth is that bullshit or is that real i don't know i've had no i think think that's real because i'm not one of those people i actually when this is gonna sound so freaking like masochistic or is that the one that you inflict on yourself yep it is okay um but we lived in las vegas for like nine years or something and i know what you're gonna say (laughs) um and we had like 365 days of sunshine like there was no clouds in the sky ever it was sunny all the time it never rained it never had clouds it was never gloomy um and i got really sick of that and I craved the season changing and I craved fall, especially because that's my favorite, but I craved gloomy days and rain and everything. And so I was like, oh my God. So when we moved back, it was a shock, but I was so comforted by the gloom because I was raised in it. And, you know, I grew up on this side of the country and I think people from like the Pacific Northwest and from like our area where we are in this like valley of death. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Valley of Darkness. How about that? Valley of Darkness, where we are. We um, love Pittsburgh. Really, I, we, we do. do. It's just, it's not, yeah. I meant darkness, not death. I just decoy. We're like, why didn't we get voted best podcast in Pittsburgh? <laughs> oh, this is it. This is it. They're like, oops. <laughs> oops. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, like, I, I craved it. I missed it. But I have to say, though, I'm like super affected by it, too. It's like we were driving somewhere the other day and I was like, oh, my God, it's 645. And Randy was like, no, <laughs> he's like, it is definitely 1145. Like it just <laughs> he's like, I could, he yawns. He does nothing but yawn. The second it starts to get dark at all, like dusk hits and he's like immediately that's it and he Mm -hmm. does it for hours and I'm like stop go away I cannot you cannot sit like right next to me and yawn like that because it's gonna just like make me feel super tired but yeah I mean that's that's a sick thing sick and twisted thing to be in Las Vegas 365 days of sun and to be like I want rain well so I was partially right what I thought you were gonna say and you might even agree with this is that the thing that the rainy days and the gloomy days and the really really cold days do is it gives you permission to stay inside stay in bed read a book watch Netflix not go do the thing where when it's sunny you're like um I absolutely have to go do the thing all the things like you're right I need to be out there constantly enjoying Mm -hmm. soaking it up taking advantage of being grateful for all of this beautiful weather you know and when it's shit out you're like i don't got to do anything exactly no that might be part of it yeah that is definitely probably part of it because we you know every single day when we were there i was like well i gotta take v to the pool and i gotta you know go do something like whatever it is just get out of the house because it's sunny Mm -hmm. but it was also hot as freaking hell there too so that made it hard to do anything except go to the pool (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but there were people who like would be like, I will never leave Vegas or I will never I if I move anywhere, it'll be to the beach because I hate winter and I hate the su- or the the clouds and everything. And I would just be like, I don't understand what you're saying. I love that. No, I, so can't I think get there are people that. that 
yeah, there are people though that like really despise the winter months and the and the darkness. I just decided, like I just made a choice that this winter I wasn't going to feel that way. And it's actually kind of working, sort of. Today is exceptionally cold. You know that cold that makes your back hurt? Like you're like, just yeah. like your whole body's like frozen. Yeah. It's and real so, cold today. Yeah, that, that makes me a little grump grump. It uh, brings me to ways to combat it if you're ready yes, for me please. to hit that. I am so ready. <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> ready for me to hit that? <laughs> Sorry. Hi. I'm also 12 years old. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> Sorry. How do we combat this stuff? Though? Yeah. What are we supposed to do? All right. So Dr. Burgess from everydayhealth.com said that we should really start gearing up for it in the fall, which I guess makes sense. And that's what you did. You made a decision that you were going to not let it bother you this year. I guess, but enjoy the fall. Don't like... Yeah. He just says, quote, it's better to set yourself up for the winter season by starting in the fall season. So doing enjoyable activities. Okay. Initiating friend group chats and outings, Mm -hmm. choosing fun hobbies, and engaging in clubs or community service, end quote. So I think that that's a really great idea. So I guess if you have to, you make the plans, make the plans in the fall through the winter so that when it comes to wintertime, you can't well, you can back out of the plans. Oh, yeah, you can. <laughs> you can very easily back out of the plans. We've got lots of ways to do that if you want. <laughs> Just ask us. <laughs> but he says regularly taking part in the activities ahead of time as well. It's kind of like, you know, maybe like filling that emotional bank of like happiness yeah. and, and community. It's easier than trying to start from scratch once the winter blues have already set in. I get that. It starts the healthy habit early. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another way is what you already mentioned, which is a phototherapy box, which is a light box. And the Mayo Clinic actually rec- recommends this. And so you sit in front of it and it, you only do it for about 20 to 30 minutes a day. And you can do that while you're doing something else. So like while you're drinking your morning coffee and like looking at your phone or like checking email or something, you can have this light box in front of your face. So it's not like you're just like sitting there staring into a light for 30 minutes. But it results in a chemical change in your brain that boosts your mood and alleviates the symptoms. They want you to use it within the first hour after you wake up in the morning as well. It makes a big difference in the signals that are sent to your brain. Before you jump back into your notes, let me just say one thing. Yeah. Is that, can we please, doctors, scientists, therapists, people giving their opinions, quit giving us shit to do in the morning? That's a right. So you want me to drink a big glass of water, stretch, meditate, maybe get my heart rate up, journal, read 10 minutes of something, sit in front of your light box and make my bed. <laughs> what else have you told me to do to make my life better? I think that might be it. But that's a fuck ton. Take a cold shower. Oh, yuck. I only do that in the summertime when it's hot out. But Sarah, that's a lot of stuff to do in one morning. That's a lot. It's too much. It's too much, guys. It stimulates the part of your retina that cues your brain to release serotonin. You already kind of explained that. So using the light box can help that. If it is sunny outside where you are, um, you can open the curtains. Just make sure that you have light coming into the rooms. My son lives in a freaking cave. I have to go in there and open his curtains all the time because the boy would live in darkness if he could. And it affects his mood. Like I see it affect his mood. So they say to sit near windows, open curtains, and then have the light box as well. So whenever there is sun, throw on the sunscreen and get outside or get in front of it. Um, Because if you're like me and you sit next to a window without sunscreen on and you get burnt anyways, even though you're not even outside. (laughs) You're so white. I know. I'm so, it's so bad. So (laughs) Irish. (laughs) Lobster, like fast. It's bad. Here's my least favorite one, even though I just, I do love, I love how I feel after I exercise, but like making myself when I'm feeling sad or depressed, exercise is like the furthest thing from my accessible options. Mm -hmm. So I guess what we'll say is that if you're not at a level one, if you're at a level two or three, and we've talked about levels before and your levels of depression, Uh, Level one is basically like survival mode. If you're not there, if you're past that, then exercise is going to be your most beneficial option because exercise releases endorphins like serotonin, dopamine, and others that regulate mood. And if you don't believe me, then believe Elle Woods. I just don't think Brooke could have done this. Exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins make you happy. 
Happy people just don't shoot their husbands. They just don't. <laughs> they just don't. So we talked about making social plans and getting out of the house at least once a week. So even if you don't make social plans, but make plans to get out of the house, especially if you're like a work from home all the time person, get yourself out of the house at least once a week and do something that's not work related. The next way is to plan a trip. I love this idea, obviously. <laughs> Amy and I love trips. Always. Uh, yes. It helps to break up the gloomy weather by going someplace that has sunshine, but it also gives you something to look forward to. So it boosts your mood to be able to have that countdown to say like, oh, I get to mm -hmm. go to New Orleans in two weeks. We're just putting that out there. We're going to put that out there. Therapy. Obviously, people, go to therapy. Get yourself in front of somebody. Address your negative feelings. Also, another thing that you can do in therapy is learn how to change your perspective and therefore change some behaviors that can positively affect your mood. I can say with certainty that it has helped Amy and I be able to do that in our lives in our all seasonal depression. All season. All oh, we, have, we have all season depression. <laughs> it's amazing. Next is to make me time once a week. So doing something you enjoy. It doesn't have to be like anything huge. It could be that you lock yourself in your room with a hot cup of tea if you're me and coffee if you're Amy and a book and read for half an hour with uninterrupted if you can do that um, take a class get a pedicure go to a movie yes rent please. a movie something like that anything that makes you happy that you enjoy go to karaoke you know anything fun like that and then you talked about this a little bit I was like oh my gosh I can't believe she just said that because in my research I found to avoid the carb overload because you said you might crave carbs more which will make you gain weight which yeah, you're adds you to should that cycle. Yeah, you should avoid it, right? Yeah. But you don't want to. Right, right. So it's saying like to make a conscious effort to avoid the carbs. No need to cut them out. Just don't add more carbs than what you usually are taking in because too much can affect your mood. It spikes and drops your glucose level, causing you to feel sleepy and lethargic. So that is no good when you are feeling depressed as well. It doesn't help. You can consult your doctor about meds. So maybe getting on an, an antidepressant for the season or adding some vitamins to your regimen. I know that um, I have like a B complex. Uh, I get B12 injections and taking vitamin D and folic acid because I am vitamin deficient and I feel like a completely different person when I keep up properly. <laughs> That's the key there keeping that is properly the key. on your keeping vitamins mm -hmm. yeah you guys it just takes a lot of work to be healthy man it takes a lot of work to just be alive to just live <laughs> yeah this was a new one that i actually hadn't heard of before but color therapy and not necessarily coloring but that can be part of it but just adding bright colors into your life it says bright <laughs> Patreons can see Amy, but she's like, no, she's mouthing. Black, 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 like my soul, like my soul. Um, bright colors can trigger alertness. So wearing bright red, green, or blue, those lights can mimic nature. So that's a really great way to add some happiness and endorphins to your life. So you can do that by just grabbing a really bright colored sweater or shoes or putting a bouquet of flowers on your desk. Or, or just um, wear bright lipstick. It'll be fine. <laughs> and look in the mirror all the time. <laughs> or stick the duck lips out and look at your lips all the time. I found these really fun sunglasses, though, that have different colors. So you can get, like, red or yellow or green. And that, then you can just, like, wear those sunglasses around and get your color therapy in that way. I could get on board with that. So I was listening to a true crime podcast. I know. No. Cue, the, cue the gasps. And they were talking about this person who had passed away and at their funeral, they wanted everybody to wear tie dye and bright colors because that's what the, the person who had passed wanted would have wanted. And <laughs> I shit you not, you guys, the first thing that popped into my head was if that was Amy, she would be like, everybody wear black. <laughs> You better wear black to my funeral. Is that what you thought, really? <laughs> it's really what I thought, yes. Or hot pink. No, lips. You have to wear the bright lipstick, but yeah. black is what I was thinking. So, man, people really have a, a way about thinking about me because my son made me go take him to Target so he could buy a gift for me yesterday. So he's like, 
I'm gonna get you a wallet. So he picks up a black one and a brown one and a leopard one. And he yeah. sits on the floor with them. And I see him put the brown one back. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And he's like, he's like, this is your favorite color. And this one's the podcast. And I'm like, Aww. it was adorable. It was adorable. And he's like, you'll never know. And he put the black one back and he like hid the podcast. He's like, it's your podcast. He's so oh cute. Oh he like that's adorable. He like he knows how much it means to me. So him for him to find a podcast relatable wallet. But he also likes to tell anyone at any point that he possibly can that his mother's favorite color is black. <laughs> that's a really weird thing to say to someone. It's like, hey, my mom's favorite color is black, just so you know. Yeah, and then they're like, okay, weirdo. <laughs> I do. I just love black so much, but we digress. The last thing that I have on my list, and it might be an unpopular thing, but dry January is a thing, and that's to ditch the alcohol. Alcohol is a depressant, and this I rings so freaking true to for me. When you stop drinking, you sleep better. And some people think, no, I need to have a glass of wine to go to bed, but that actually is the opposite. It messes with our ability to get REM sleep, which is what allows our bodies and brains to get the restful sleep that heals and repairs us. When you stop drinking, not only will it help you get better sleep, it'll also help boost your immune system as well. And when you feel healthier, you feel happier. At least I do. (laughs) Those are my ways that I found across all kinds of different sites, and we'll put some links in the show notes, but from different doctors and sites on how to combat seasonal affective disorder. And if you don't want to do dry January, just like... Dry-ish. Cut, cut back. Dry-ish. Good. Yes, exactly. Dry-ish. And, and mostly I say that because I just can't be restricted on anything. You can't restrict carbs, calories, alcohol from me because yeah. then I will go the opposite direction and be like, watch me. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a... You don't it's, tell me. Exactly. And so I just have like, actually, both of us have just gradually uh, on our own just stopped drinking, really. Yeah. But there's no way that I'll say like, I don't drink because right, if there's right. if I want a glass of wine or I want a glass of whiskey, I do. It is interesting how we've grown in that. Like, mm-hmm. as we've healed, the less mm-hmm. we've needed or wanted alcohol, either that or we've just gotten older and more tired. i'm gonna say put your hands together on that i think it's a little of column a a little of column b but like don't get me wrong we still love to get together and drink a bottle of wine and do dances it's just that we would drink every time we were together and now i would say Mm -hmm. it's like one out of ten yeah it's the coping dependencies i think sure and we were both when we were drinking a lot and when I was like scrolling social media like nonstop was yeah when I was in like my step one stage one depression like bottom of the barrel feelings and we'll be back there don't worry friends. <laughs> don't say that no I am never going back I have oh. to say that out loud I mean I know it'll no you were like happen. honey you were at stage like negative one yeah I was it, yeah. so that's not something that you'll ever go back to but I do no. think that we all go back to one where we're like, I'm just going to lay here and watch 10 more episodes. Mm-hmm. But you were you were not one. You were... <laughs> yeah. I was negative. like negative four. It was bad. Yeah, I was going to say. You were pretty low. So, yeah. you know, I, I guess all that being said is that just like with letting go, it all cycles. And so if you can just do one thing this season to help yourself kind of stay up more than you're down right say yeah. stay above water if you can like even further where it's like into this zone of enjoyment mm-hmm. that would be amazing if you want to keep your damn tree up keep your tree up yes if you want to take the lights from the tree and string them across the room and put the tree away do that sometimes it's the little things like that and i think mm-hmm. that we don't get that depressed during um december and it like hits January, February, March into April because there's no lights. There's nothing like sparkly and, and that mm-hmm. warm, like cozy feeling. Right. So if that's your thing, leave it up. Yeah. If watching the holiday on repeat and listening to Christmas music with <laughs> lights on, then um, do, it. do that through March or whenever it starts to get sunny again. Do what works for you and 
you know, know that some days are just always better than others. We hope that you have a beautiful holiday season, no matter what that looks like. Try to enjoy whether that brings tons of people in chaos or like hardly anybody in quiet. Whatever way it goes for you, try to find some joy in that. And when you get sad and angry or whatever, let it calm and cry and scream and yell and then try to let it flow back out. Yeah. So that it doesn't take over the whole season. And if you need to, go back and re-listen to Surviving the Holidays with Dr. Katie. She gives us some really great tips on how to get through these tough times. I took some of her advice going from Thanksgiving to Christmas, and I'm hoping that Christmas is going to be a lot smoother of a ride for us at the Simone House. Yay, that's great. Thank you so much if you hung in with us. Uh, We are so happy to be back and giving you a weekly episode. We hope to see you at our next event. If you are far away, let us know where you are. If you gather a group of people, Sarah and I will hop on a plane, train, automobile and come see you. Yes. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like so much fun. Let's do it. Reach out to us. Let us know if you've got, you know, a good amount of people that would want to hang out with us in your city, and we will make that happen. Until then, everyone, stay wild and weird, warriors. We love you. This episode was brought to you by Sarah Simone and Amy Baumgartner. Theme song and other music provided by Epidemic Sound. All episodes are mixed, mastered, and produced by me, Sarah Simone. To help us keep making episodes just like this one, consider supporting us on patreon.com slash unqualifiedtherapistsinc. Or share us with a friend, relative, coworker, hairstylist, butcher, baker, candlestick maker. Sharing us not only helps keep the mics on, but it furthers our mission in removing the stigma. If you have a mental health journey you'd like to share, email us at unqualifiedtherapists at gmail.com or reach out to us on our website, www.unqualifiedtherapists.com. Until next time, hold on, warrior. We're gonna make it. We are-